Welcome to Osteopathy Unplugged. I'm Steve Paulus Dio. And I'm Bonnie Gintis Dio. We're American osteopathic physicians, and we're a married couple devoted to the practice and the study of osteopathic medicine. We developed Osteopathy Unplugged out of our passion for osteopathy and the recognition that our profession needs a more intimate conversation about who we are and what we do. Join us as we sit in conversation, talking about the inner and outer workings of osteopathy. Welcome to episode 14, To Find Health, A Deeper Dive, Part 1. When A.T. still said the object of the doctor should be to find health, anyone can find disease, he created a distinctive approach that separated osteopathy from all other healthcare professions. This philosophic distinction is, in our opinion, what defines a DO. We make health our reference point rather than exclusively staring at disease. We've created a three-part podcast series that uses a question-answer format, further interpreting the osteopathic experience of health, and we call this exploration a deeper dive. In these three deeper dive episodes, number 14, 15, and 16, we will speak openly and answer many of your questions derived from episodes 7, 8, 9, and 10. The experience of health in the context of osteopathy is straightforward and, at the same time, intricate. For many DOs, the concept of to find health is just an idea and has no clinical utility. We beg to differ. We are devoting these many episodes to the topic of to find health because it's ultimately practical and clinically efficacious. You bet. Our listeners, friends, and colleagues have submitted over 60 incredibly interesting questions We've narrowed down these valuable requests for more information into this three-part deeper dive. We address the tough questions. We will talk about the ambiguous characteristics of this topic. We will examine in greater detail the many facets of the exquisite osteopathic gem of exploring health. We will be offering an answer to key questions rather than definitively stating the answer. I've noticed that too often with many teachers, there isn't an open invitation to question. These deeper dives in particular arise from our unguarded invitation to our listeners, colleagues, and friends who have been generous in their astute questioning. We celebrate your spirit of inquiry, and we thank you for your stimulating and provocative questions. Bonnie and I are not going into this deeper dive with fear and trepidation. We enter this discussion courageously. We don't know all the answers. We are doing what many of our teachers could not or would not do. We are standing face to face with the tough questions. Some of you may not agree with our interpretations and our point of view, but everyone will appreciate the depth of our discussion. An answer is one of many possible answers. Bonnie and I love to rest in the land of possibility. Possibility is the raw material or the wisdom-based stem cells that are pluripotent, allowing for an expansive understanding rather than a demarcated and restrictive form of dogma. We offer our perspectives based upon the rich history of osteopathy combined with our extensive clinical and personal experiences. Bonnie loves to ask, are you devoted to a life of inquiry? 
We don't have all the answers, and we love the inquiry process of discovery when we endeavor to answer the difficult questions that many try to avoid. The worst questions are the ones not asked. You, our listeners, have asked great questions. The study of what is health and the related study of to find health is worthy of a lifetime of pursuit. This is the work of our hands. Is this the work of your hands? Let's begin part one of this Deeper Dive series. We have collected 18 thematically linked questions to consider. Bonnie, why don't you start with the first question? Gladly. Number one, we are clinicians and we need to make a diagnosis by finding what's wrong. And we are osteopaths and we're instructed to find health. These two actions seemed like opposites. How do we reconcile these apparent opposites? Okay. Dysfunctions and lesions are easy to find. Disease is easy to see and find. Injury is easy to see and find. Disaster is easy to see and find. We have an American culture that focuses on what is wrong. Our 24-hour news cycles report one disaster after another. We as a culture are great at identifying what's wrong and terrible at identifying what's right. I agree with you, and I think it's more than just America. We speak from the experience of being citizens of our country, but I think people worldwide are linked into this 24-hour news cycle. Unfortunately. Humans have a negativity bias. What is that? The negativity bias is our tendency to notice what's wrong with the picture. It's deeply embedded in our survival tactics. It's great for noticing when a predator is about to get you, but it's not very good for creativity. We don't need to be in survival mode and on guard against danger while we're diagnosing and taking care of our patients, but old habits get in the way. So how do we transition away from negativity bias when we're with a patient? We do this by being an osteopath. In order to find health, we need to drop from our awareness all lesions, dysfunctions, disease, or disasters. On the other side of what is wrong is what is right. We don't need a lesion to find the health. The health is there trying to heal, modify, fix, correct, or compensate for that problem. We can find health anywhere in the body. We can find health within a lesion or at places in the body that seem lesion-free. Because lesions are so easy to find, and this is, of course, negativity bias, Mm -hmm. because they scream the loudest, we tend to look and listen to them with greater attention. To use a different metaphor, we need to go beyond the noise of lesions and find the signal of health. We can learn to observe a dysfunction as it reorganizes itself. We can learn to see what's right about the dysfunctional system as we observe the reorganization and the expression of health. Many of the problems that arise in the body resolve themselves over time without our help. It's the health that guides that process, and we can learn from just watching it happen. We can learn to see how and where the body needs to be supported in order to treat or take care of itself. Western physicians and the prevailing medical model have all become apologists for aliveness. That's a cultural distortion. Physicians make excuses for any representation of aliveness, and they denigrate 
anyone who talks about aliveness due to a lack of scientific proof or what they would call evidence-based medicine. We can't measure aliveness. We can only measure its effects. We all know that it's there, but refuse to talk about it. We separate it from our discussions in science. We divert, deflect, and distance ourselves from that which makes us different than a cadaver, aliveness. We need to go back to the formative quote from A.T. Still, find it, fix it, and leave it alone. We've spoken of this quote several times in this podcast. Let's review it again. Find it means to make a diagnosis. Fix it means to utilize the action of osteopathic manipulation. Leave it alone means to trust in the natural ability of the body to self-heal, self-repair, self-adapt, or self-compensate. Find it is defined broadly as making a diagnosis of what is wrong. Specifically, that includes finding through palpation, during our osteopathic physical examination, what we call an osteopathic lesion or somatic dysfunction. However, distinctively to find it also means to discover any process, function, or structure that is no longer in a state of natural harmony. In other words, any expression of that which is not holistic is a problem that can be addressed with osteopathic manipulation. And I would argue that find it also includes the finding of health to utilize as a reference point. Finally, leave it alone means to allow aliveness to do the work of healing. Yes. From my view, I consider a materialist. A materialist is someone who views the body as an object. Materialists cannot or do not want to admit that they can sense aliveness because aliveness is not an object that can be detected and measured. So while everyone knows there's a palpable sense of something we experience when we're in touch with living beings, whether it's people or animals or even plants, the materialistic, scientific, prevailing medical establishment can't go there. The beauty of the osteopathic approach is that we can appreciate the material and the non-material manifestations of life. Okay, Steve, what's the next question? Number two, can health only be perceived if comparing a dysfunction to a non-dysfunction? Can health only be perceived in contrast with its opposite? Okay, let me start with this one, okay? Okay. We discussed this in the first question, but let's elaborate. The episode you've been listening to just faded out because you are not yet a subscriber to Osteopathy Unplugged please visit patreon.com slash osteopathy unplugged and become a subscriber in order to have full access to the rest of this episode as well as the complete collection. We have created a set of foundational episodes that will be available for free for everyone. These teachings provide an introduction to osteopathic clinical philosophy. However, the full versions of all episodes are only available through Patreon. Access Patreon through their app or through a browser page. Thank you for listening to Osteopathy Unplugged. And thank you for your interest in the osteopathic experience. Until next time, be well, listen deeply, and stay curious.